Let me read this to you this morning in the Bible, the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen and amen. Clap if you're claiming that this morning. Go ahead and take your seats. So I titled this message, Change Your Clothes. And if you've been in a men's home, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been in the locker room, you know what I'm talking about. But you know, often, um, you know, sometimes we don't realize that our clothes are dirty. How many times have you uh, maybe had breakfast and maybe at work later on somebody says, oh, you got a stain on your shirt. I didn't know it was there. That's how a Christian walk could be. I almost titled this message, Dirty Clothes to Church Clothes. But that title came to me on my way to church. It was too late to send that in to the media. But often we don't realize that um, we have dirty clothes on. And I'm going to challenge you to change. I'm going to challenge you to put something new on this morning. I'm going to challenge you to walk out of here with a more freshness in your life than you did when you walked in. I want you to walk out of here with that downy walk. I'm talking about that fabric softener walk, that bounce, not to the ounce, but bounce walk as you walk on out of here. I want you to walk out of here anew, fresh. I want you to change your dirty clothes in for some church clothes. And the prophet Isaiah Kind of, this is where, where I got this message from, actually, from the prophet Isaiah. It says in 61 verse 3, he says that, he, that God wants to give us beauty, say amen, for ashes. That he wants to give us the oil of joy for our sadness, for our mourning, for our weeping, for our depression, for our anxiety. He wants to give us oil of joy for our mourning. And he's asking us to... Put on the praise garment, church clothes. Say that with me. Say church clothes. Put on the praise garment. Say it, say it with me. Say put on. Say it with me. Say put on. He says put that on and exchange it. He says hang up the garment. What does it say? Hang up the garment of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. Hang that garment up on the hook and take off the hook, the praise garment. That's why praise and worship is so important. And what a powerful presence we experienced this morning. Put your hands together for the awesome worship team. What a powerful presence. But he says that to, to exchange the spirit of heaviness. You have to understand something. That we're dealing with spirits in this world. And that's why we can't see it often in our own lives. And it's often that other people see it before we do. It's a spirit of heaviness. That spirit is heavy. 
That's why it's called heaviness. It's, it's heavy. And it's amazing because it weighs nothing in the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm, it's a heavy piece of clothing. He says, get rid of the spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise so that we may be called trees of righteousness. I heard the other day somebody said, you can tell what kind of tree you are by the fruit you show. You can tell what kind of tree you are by the fruit you show. So Isaiah is saying, we got to change some clothes. We got to get rid of the dirty clothes, put on some church clothes so we can be trees of righteousness. So that way the Bible says what? Isaiah says why? So that the planting of the Lord, so that he may be glorified. He may be glorified. You know, I was thinking a lot today, uh, this week, because I'm not sure if Darlene is here, but is Darlene here? There you are, Darlene. So last, this, um, on um, Thursday, I want to say, was it Thursday or Friday? Uh, Larry passed. Our beloved Larry, uh, they came here faithfully. As a matter of fact, last Sunday, he walked into church late. And after church was over, he made sure to stop me as soon as I was walking off of the stage. And he said, Pastor, I, we got here to church late, but it doesn't mean I can't pay my tithes. And so he turned in his tithe on Sunday, and then this week he passed. And the reason why I was um, struggling with this thought, because if you, if, if you don't know, you're going to know now, is that Larry was a man couple of months ago that came to the altar and he was pleading with God and he asked me he said pastor pray for me I have cancer I have cancer and I remember prayed for him he had faith he believed and two weeks later he came back to me and he said pastor I got good news the doctor says I don't have cancer anymore go ahead and clap everybody that's a praise report but last week it wasn't cancer that killed him. Something else that came out of nowhere. Nobody saw it. Nobody seen it coming. Not even himself. And I remember he came to me and he said, Pastor, they're saying that they see something in, on my brain. And little did I know that he would go to the hospital the following day and pass. And I asked God. I said, God, this is my struggle this whole week. I said, God, then why did you heal him? Why did you heal him of cancer? And then he still dies. And God said, because God wanted to get the glory of the cancer story. But at the same time, God's ultimate healing is that we all die and we all go to heaven where there is no more pain, where there is no more suffering. So why is, does, this, does God say, trade in all these other clothes so you can get a set of new clothes? He said, for one reason. He said, so that way he can get all of the glory, all of the honor when he plants himself inside of our tree of righteousness. So when you feel the heaviness trying to overtake you, because it does. I don't care who you are and how much you pray. 
the spirit of heaviness visits us all. Holy, unholy, righteous, unrighteous, faithful, unfaithful. The spirit of heaviness visits us all. He visits, the spirit of heaviness visits therapists, counselors, pastors, preachers. The spirit of heaviness visits us all. It knocks on our door and it crouches like a tiger. It's seeking someone whom he can devour. He prowls, it prowls. It visits your house, it visits my house. It knocks on your door and it knocks on my door. So when it visits, when that spirit visits and you say to yourself, there's nothing good for you in your future. Your best days are behind you. Listen to me, 60 plus and older people. Your best days are not behind you. You may look around and see a 22-year-old, a 28-year-old, an 18-year-old and be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged. Your best days are not behind you in your life. You still got some good years up ahead of you. So pull out your bag of tricks. Pull out your anointed gift and let God start using you in your latter days because he says your latter days will be greater than your former days. So when that spirit of heaviness knocks on your doors and visits you and tells you lies that are not true, the first thing you got to do is this. Number one, take off. Listen to me. Take off what? Take off the old coat of heaviness. Let me tell you something about old. And I ain't talking to 60 plus people, okay? I'm talking about old garments. What you and I don't realize is that old garments pick up weight just sitting around. Because dust turns to dirt and dirt turns to heaviness. And it's an old garment. It's an old coat of heaviness. Take off the old coat. Say it with me. Say take off. Take off the old coat of heaviness. What do you do when that spirit knocks on your door? Number two throw away don't only take off but throw away throw away put that up media throw away the coat of self-pity oh yeah mm -hmm. why me the town I live in is lonely it's so lonely I could cry. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'll be the first one to testify. When you've been beat up, when you've been called damaged goods, when you've been kicked to the curb and kicked out, self-pity could become part of your culture for many years. When we say, how come I wasn't raised up with a mom and dad? Why did I have to grow up on the other side of the tracks? Why wasn't I able to go to all of the school field trips? Why did I not go to prom night? And I'm not saying that that's not my personal life. I'm just saying it is my personal life, but I never got self-pity. I never went to prom. I never went to camping trip, but I never had self-pity over that. But we all have we all have our, our thought life on why we can have a self-pity culture. It's a spirit of heaviness. 
There's nothing good about self-pity. We got to take off. We have to throw away. And number three, we got to get rid of. Get rid of. Listen, we need to get rid of some garments. There's, there are garments in our secret closet that don't belong hanging on the pole. Get rid of it. Get rid of it because all it's doing is collecting more weight on a spirit of heaviness in your life. So we got to take off. We got to throw away. We got to get rid of. And number four, we got to put on. Put on the new coat of praise. Put on the garment of praise. Put on something that's going to make you smile. Put on something that's going to bring peace in your heart. Put on something that's going to switch on a better thought life in your brain. Put on a new garment that is going to motivate you to wake up on a Monday morning and go to work. Put on a new garment that is going to inspire you to go back to the gym. Put on a new garment that's going to get you ready to preach another sermon. Put on on, put on, get rid of, take off, throw away, put on something new. I pray you get out of this church here today feeling like you ought to feel. Belonging to a royal priesthood, a called generation, a child of the king, having favor on in his kingdom. I pray that when you walk out of this house today, that you would have you would have turned in dirty clothes for church clothes. You know what you got to do? Number five, you got to thank God. You got to thank God for what he's already done in your life. I don't care if God hasn't done anything new in the last year in you. I don't care if you haven't felt anything new in the last two months of your life. Then what you got to do is you got to rest on what God has already done for you. I know it's been nine years since the last time you did something that used to get you in trouble. But thank God for what he has done for you. When I walked into church this morning, a young man came up to me and said, Pastor, I want you to know something that is it's already been over six months that I've been sober. I haven't had a drink. I haven't went to gamble. And then I looked at the brother that was next to me and I said, that encourages me. Because it tells me that the power of God is still in this church. That people are still getting delivered. People are still being set free. People are experiencing a supernatural bondage breaking experience in their life. So it doesn't matter if God hasn't done anything new for you take some time out of your daily life to thank God for what he's already done oh yeah it gets better number six thank him for the victories in your past number seven thank him for how far he has brought you oh don't sit there and lie to me and tell you God hasn't brought you a long way you may not be where you want to be Oh, but thank God you ain't where you. Thank him. Number nine, for the new doors he's opening. I'm going to say it again. Thank him for the new doors he's opening. 
And how are you going to know it's God? Because those doors are just going to open up all by themselves. You ain't going to have to kick it down. You ain't going to have to pound it down. You ain't going to have to make a raid on that door. You're just going to show up, and the door automatically is going to begin to open up for you. And that's how you know. That's how you know that you've exchanged dirty clothes for church clothes. That's how you know you have exchanged a garment of oppression for the garment of oil full of joy. That's how you'll know. Thank him, somebody. And lastly, thank him for the favor he has in your future. Oh, you ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. You have not because you ask not. It's okay, tell God, I'm a little bit jealous about the brother next to me on this row. He has what I don't have, God. Just tell God, can you just give me a little, a little, a, a little sprinkle of the dust of favor on his life? Running down the beard of Aaron. Get around other people that God's blessing. And when you get around other people that God's blessing, then that same oil running down off of that priest who comes down and, st- oh, hallelujah, that same oil running down. I'm telling you, three things are going to happen if you do that. If you do that, number one, you'll feel a new joy rising up on the inside of you. And, and you're not, that's why the Bible calls it unspeakable joy. And I say this with, with all due respect, my, but my sister Darlene, why is she in, in church today when her husband died two days ago? You know why? Because it's unspeakable joy. She can't explain how she can still get out of her house and get into a car and come to church after when you would feel it is the worst time of your life, the saddest day of your life. But I'm telling you, there's only one reason why somebody can do that. It's because there's a new joy that rises up on the inside of you that you can't explain. People are going to begin to ask you, well, aren't you sad because you lost your job? Aren't you sad because you're heart broke down aren't you sad and you're gonna say I ought to be sad but I can't find a reason the tears don't want to come out even if I want them to come out there's something I just I just laugh about my problems I just laugh about everything that is going on that is against me it's just it's just the garment that I wear serving God why are people still around in this church after 30 years Why are people still here 34 years later? Why are people still here 20 years later? You know what it is? It's not because what a church has done for them. It's because the favor of God. It's because it's the oil of joy. It's because the word of God. They understand something that they know how to dress. So what else will happen to you if you do this? Number two, your faith will increase. I mean, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news, but the reason why bad things happen to us is to prepare, to prepare us for the more worse things that's going to happen to us. Oh, say amen. If you're 50 and older, you ain't got to be a Christian to know that's true. It's exactly what happens. Your faith increases. Your faith increases. And what else happens to you thirdly and lastly, you won't have a loser mentality. You pick up a warrior mentality. Oh, that's the truth, man. I'll tell you, you start in the spirit realm, you go from wearing gloves with the devil to bare knuckles with the devil. Oh, yeah, you go from a loser mentality to a warrior mentality. 
You say, okay, devil, you threw everything at me in the book. Put something else in this fight that's not in the book. I'm ready. Let's go for it. Toe to toe. Head to head. Head to head. To head. head to head. Let's do this, devil. You pick up a warrior mentality. You know what a, more, a warrior mentality is? There's a difference between a warrior and a fighter. A fighter says, I'm going to fight and hope I win. A warrior says, I'm going to fight, and even if I have to lose my life fighting, I'm going to still fight. One thing I know for sure is this, is that you cannot praise and stay defeated at the same time. I know that's true. I know that's true. You, you, you cannot praise and stay defeated at the same time. You know, you look at these worship leaders who come up here, the people in the band. Why, why are they still around? You know why? They got to go, come up here and praise God anyways. They don't have your privilege. They don't have your privilege to be like this. Imagine if Julian, all of them got up there and said, all of them got up here and just said, And then the keyboard player puts his head down. Bass player just walks off the stage because that's what some of us do during praise. We just walk out of here, spend time somewhere until the praise is over, to the power of God minimizes, minimizes down because we don't want to be dealt with in the presence of God. We know it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage, and we're in love with bondage, so we don't want to be around the anointing of God. But imagine that. You, you know what's happened to these people here? We used to sing a song that says, I don't care what the world may do. I don't care what the world may say. I'm going to praise him anyway. See, that's what they have to do. You got to come up here and praise God. But you know what the perk is? You know what the benefit is? You know, you know what the blessing is? And being able to be in a position like they are? You know what it is? They develop a warrior mentality. Develop a warrior mentality. But here's the good news. You don't have to be part of platform ministry to still, st to still stay in your position, to stay put where God has planted you. You don't have to be, have a microphone in your hand. You don't have to be on a stage. and you, your, your, your picture don't have to be on a flyer or a brochure. You don't have to be all over the website. All you have to do is still praise God. And one thing I do know is that you cannot praise and stay defeated at the same time. Because when you begin to praise God, the Bible says that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. The Bible says darkness must flee when light is turned on. Praise Praise, praise. You will not stay defeated. You'll still get wounded, but you won't be defeated. You'll still get hurt, but you won't be defeated. You may not want to do it on a Tuesday, but you won't be defeated. You may put a little limp in your walk, but you won't get defeated. You may have a little hiccup in your stance, but you won't get defeated. Just keep on praising him. Y'all better switch that dirty clothes for some God church clothes. I'm preaching this, I'm preaching this because I believe in this. I believe in this. This is why I preach so hard about, I mean, I'm not really a, a preacher, preacher, but I'm preaching hard on this because you know what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to influence some of you to get a breakthrough.
You want it just to happen like magic. You want just to wake up tomorrow morning and your whole trial is over. You just want it all to disappear come Monday evening. No, it don't work like that. It's called the sacrifice of praise. And why is it called the sacrifice of praise? Because it costs you something. Because a sacrifice is hard to give up. A sacrifice is something big in somebody's life. A sacrifice is something you rather hold on to than to let go. But when you offer up, I said when you offer up, it's a lot harder to lift something up than it is to let something down when you offer up the sacrifice of praise when you offer up the sacrifice of praise what's going to cost you you give your tithes to God you give your problems to God you give your trials to God you give your marriage to God you give your kids to God you give your workplace to God you give your church to God you give it all to God and when you offer up the sacrifice of praise you get all of heaven attention God can't help the Bible makes very clear is that he inclines he inclines not recline I said not recline we don't have a lazy boy God God don't recline God always inclines and when you start praising him he wants to know where that praise is coming from and he says, that praise is coming from an address at 2311 Statham Boulevard. And they're praising me like that uh, because they learned how to praise me in a parking lot. They learned how to praise me on a mountain in Ventura called the cross. Uh, they learned how to praise me with two elk heads sticking out on the altar. They learned how to praise me under a canopy. They learned how to praise me under an umbrella. They brought their own chair to church. Uh, they learned how to praise me back then. Uh, and boy, God is saying, I welcome the praises from 2311 Statham boulevard some of you are going to take it back home to 801 south a street to 1935 Bard road you're going to take it down to 216 pleasant valley road you're going to take your praise on 414 north hayes avenue that's where i grew up baby you're going to take your praise back home it's not going to stay at 2311 statham boulevard because you got to learn how to take praise along with you every square inch of your walk you praise him behind the steering wheel say amen you praise him when you're singing in the shower say amen you praise him when you get written up at work say amen you praise him when you have an argument with your kids say amen you praise him when you don't have transportation say amen you praise him in the morning you praise him in the noon time and you praise him when the sun goes down I'm trading my dirty clothes for some righteous church clothes. Come on, lift up your hands.